Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in the sequel to The Silver King's War, a trilogy of plays called The Silver Fields of Northbrook. We are in the first play, The Suburbs, and this is scene four, entitled The Levies. As the Silverfields, Stanley, Shirley, Michael, and Cindy, continue to settle into their bungalow on Greg Road, they are meeting more of the neighbors and enjoying it. The Levies live on the other side of the Krause's yard on the cul-de-sac. They've settled into their surroundings well. They've converted their carport into a screened-in porch. It's late summer of 1955, and this scene begins inside that screened-in porch attached to the Levy's house. It was a wonderful conversion of their carport. And right now, it holds four adults sitting in cushy lounge chairs, drinking cocktails on a summer evening. Cal and Jean Levy live next door to the Krauses in a similar model home. They have two sons, Skip and Ronnie. Cal, a nickname for his real name, Kenneth A. Levy, is a Navy veteran and a hard-working, fast-talking industrial materials salesman. He's a larger-than-life character who drives a big Pontiac convertible. Behind the Levy's house is their enormous backyard. At its end is a long, high fence, which screens the yard and the neighborhood from an industrial north-south rail line. It's clear that this edge of Northbrook, known as Northbrook East, abuts a powerful source of commerce, products, goods, and services moving north and south on a dedicated rail line. The Levy's large landscape, verdant every time, was the scene of many cul-de-sac touch football games, fathers and sons working on their skills over the five years that the Silverfields were in Northbrook. During those years, Stanley, Shirley, Cal, and Gene Levy were a comfortable quartet and became perhaps the closest of friends during the Silverfields' five Greg Road years. Much of their closeness disappeared in the 1960s when Rockford became a destination too far for their friendship. Rockford miles north and west from Northbrook, became the next stop in the saga of the Silverfields. The Silverfields and Levy's were party people, and they seemed to smoke and drink their way through the late 50s. There were plenty of stories and good times, and the Silver King and Cal Levy became good friends they were World War II veterans who came home and shared their stories 
in respectful ways. And that respect meant something very important to each man. Their relationship grew from late nights and cocktails to sharing tools and other stories around those years. Not long after the families met, Stanley and Kel decided to buy a snowblower for those big winter storms. They shared it over the years and helped blow out the snow from their respective driveways so they could get back on the road and be successful salesmen. Now, as this scene takes shape, Michael steps forward under a single light to read his next letter to the Stearns. The Stearns were the loving couple who lived upstairs from the Silverfields on West Aldine Avenue in Chicago. Michael begins, Dear Aunt Lucille and Uncle Lester, Mom and Dad are enjoying their new friends, the Levies. Summer evenings are often cocktail times, which seems important to them. I love their laughter and joy. I'm trying to be friends with their sons, Skip and Ronnie. I'm not sure about them, but it's worth a try. Dad and I are building a B-26 model, reading his letters, working on my writing. He amazes me more each day. I don't know if I'll ever be as good a writer. Luckily, I've got time and a patient dad. When are you coming to visit us in Northbrook? I love you and miss you, Michael. As the lights go up on this scene, the cocktails are flowing. And Cal Levy, the always generous host, begins. Stanley, what may I pour you? The usual? And the king. Yes, uh, J&B on the rocks. We often got doers in Europe. It's become my backup. The blendeds are easy drinking. And Cal to Shirley. Shirley the same? And Shirley responds, Yes, thanks, Cal. It's been a day. The preschool kids had me working hard today. And Jean Levy. Cal, are you mixing martinis? If so, make them strong with stuffed olives. And Cal, I will, honey. We've got a new bottle of Gordon's in deference to Shirley's family. What's new with the Chicago crowd, Shirley? And Shirley responds, The Gordon girls are keeping Norma and Jane busy. Imagine that scene. They've got live-in help, and their apartment is enormous. I'd like to see them more, but the girls prefer their friends to family these days. Of course, Phyllis doesn't drive, so Norman's her ride. Jack and Bess are good. And Jean Levy, Stan, any word from the Bernsteins on your folks? The King, not these days. It's been a cold war since I left Lee's company. Ten years at Acme was plenty. Of course, everyone's mad at me. I imagine they might say a few words about me as they drive to Green Acres Country Club. As the conversation continues, the king, of course, is making observations about his former work life at Acme Paper Box Manufacturing Company in Chicago. The company is owned by his brother-in-law's family, the Bernsteins. The king worked there for a long time, and it was an important job to have coming home from the war. But when he decided to leave, things got difficult. Stanley's sister, Leona, met Lee Bernstein at Northwestern, and they got married and have two kids, and in the late 50s, they were living comfortably in the suburb of Glencoe. 
and they belong to a, a nearby Northbrook country club called Green Acres. And ironically, that country club was just down the road west on Dundee from Northbrook East. As the lights go down on this scene and the conversation continues, the Silverfields and Levy stand in a dark, stark silhouette. Their cigarettes dangle and glow, and their ice cubes clink. And then Michael steps forward under a single lamp to read his next letter to the Stearns. And he begins, Dear Aunt Lucille and Uncle Lester, It's fun listening to Mom and Dad during their cocktail evenings with the Levies. I'm learning how adults have friends, too. Looking ahead, I understand how Dad and Cal built their relationship. It literally grew as they built things, starting with our swing set. Cindy and I are really enjoying that setup. Our yard is small, with a one-car garage as one border. It blends with the Krauses, which expands the play opportunities. The swing set represents a series of home improvement projects that Dad and Cal Levy are building. I think I know what's next. They've been talking about building a false tile ceiling in the basement to hide the HVAC system, and from there perhaps to enlarge our half-bathroom down there to full size with a shower. That would be great. Now, of course, I have to ask, when are you coming to Northbrook to see the house? I hope it's soon. I love you and miss you, Michael. As the light dims over Michael, we have reached the end of scene four in the first play of the trilogy, The Suburbs, and this scene is called The Levies, and you are listening to The Silver King's War. 